You're listening to the Pharmacy Podcast Network. Welcome to the Future of Pharmacy Podcast, featuring the innovators transforming medication management. The Future of Pharmacy Podcast is brought to you by OmniCell. Now here's our host, Ken Perez. Hi everyone, I'm Ken Perez. Thanks for joining us. Many of us have been affected by the great resignation. Healthcare workers have quit their jobs in droves, exhausted and burned out by the pandemic. And those who remain often are pulling double, sometimes even triple duty. But even before the pandemic, many pharmacy leaders were struggling to fill positions, in particular, pharmacy technician positions. Today's guest offers a fresh, innovative approach to help meet the challenge of the shortage of pharmacy technicians. He's introduced next-generation pharmacy technology to enhance pharmacy operations and patient safety. At the same time, he has enhanced labor certainty. Jason Collins, Director of Pharmacy at Owensboro Health in Kentucky, welcome to the program. Good morning. Thank you, Ken. Looking forward to this opportunity. It's great to have you. So let's start by helping our audience get acquainted with you and your organization. So Jason, first tell us about Owensboro Health and the patient populations that your organization serves. Yeah, thank you. So our healthcare system is made up of three hospitals. We have Owensboro Health Regional Hospital, which is our main flagship facility. We didn't have Owensboro Health Muhlenberg County Hospital and Owensboro Health Twin Lakes Community Hospital. So we have three main facilities in our system. We then cover 19 counties through these systems. We have numerous health plexes throughout the counties, also clinics throughout the counties. We have here at our main hospital, we do have a NICU unit. We of course have critical care. We have a Mitchell Memorial Cancer Center, which is affiliated with the University of Kentucky. They're very uh, busy, a lot of volume over there at that facility. But uh, we actually, some of our biggest disease states we see in this area are focused around diabetes, hypertension, cardiac disease. Those are some of the more common things we see. Being in Kentucky, we also have a lot of smokers in this area. So we do a lot of uh, programs on those lines as well to help uh, try to get people off you know, nicotine and live a safer, more healthy life. Well, you have a very impressive, extensive enterprise there. So let's now talk about your role the organization. How are pharmacy services organized to support patient care? So our pharmacy here at Owensboro Health Regional Hospital is quite invasive. We touch all aspects of our organization. We provide the medications used in all of our clinics throughout the, the counties. So they basically place the order through us, we get those in and ship them directly to those clinics. We manage all the vaccines, all the flu vaccines, wherever that may be. Of course, pharmacy has been very involved with the COVID vaccines for the past year or so. We've kind of ran that program as well. We've pulled from different areas to help staff those clinics, but pharmacy has been guiding the way for that as well. Uh, we have great team members here involved with allowing us to reach out to these communities. Carol Hall is one of our purchasers. She's been doing this for 40 plus years. So she's been very involved, very experienced. And it's really, it's really not what she's doing when it comes to getting medications in stock. Funny story is a lot of times when we're looking for medications and Carol's reaching out to her sources, right? Most people say, I need X number of sterile water vials. Now, Carol says, I need item number off the top of her head. She names this long number for this item that she just knows off memory. How do you know these things? But anyways, uh, that just kind of explains some of that wisdom she has and her experience with it. So here at the hospital, we have a decentralized approach within the hospital. We do something kind of unique. When we built this hospital in 2013, we wanted the nurses, everything to be at their fingertips for ease for the nurses. 
So each patient room outside the room has an area that's called an alcove, and there's a computer there. There's also secured med drawers, which are badge access only. And we stock all the patient's meds in those drawers for those nurses so that the nurse can get to them very easily. They're not walking up and down the hallways all night. Uh, so what we do is during the day, we have service technicians who actually hand deliver meds and put them in the med drawers for the nurses. And at night, of course, we use a tube system. But the vast majority of those meds are actually at their fingertips for the nurses, easy of access. So we have about three uh, team members doing that every single day. Of course, technology also plays a big role in us uh, providing service throughout our area. Now, Jason, we were chatting before the show, and you, it's clear that you've created an impressive operational and clinical organization. And you've been able to do that in spite of some rather substantial challenges. Can you tell our audience about those challenges and the implications for your pharmacy and clinical teams? Sure. I think a lot of different pharmacies are going through all the same issues and concerns, not only in our area of the country, but also throughout the country. You know, I think one big issue is going to be supply shortages. We're constantly having uh, new medications or items going on supply, restrictions, allocations. What that creates is the issue with us having to find alternative sources for those items, which in turn increases costs. But also another issue is safety. When you're providing different concentrations or different routes or different formulations of drugs that people aren't used to. There's an increased chance of risk with that, with errors for nursing. So it uh, creates a lot of uh, concerning uh, concerns around safety as well as cost. Like another issue everybody's seeing is staffing, not just in hospital, healthcare, but all throughout the country. You know, right now, technicians, there is a shortage on technicians, at least in our area. You look at pay for technicians, you know, seems like what was a good paying job back then now is being challenged by throughout the community. There are organizations in town who are not healthcare. They're willing to start people out at the same price or more than we're paying technicians making IVs. So that's another challenge we have right now. We're constantly doing market assessments, looking for opportunities to improve that pay for those individuals to be competitive and keep the best team we can. But that's a challenge right now, especially with, you know, Medicaid, Medicare, other insurance, insurance want to reimburse you less for your services, had to turn around and increase pay for team members. It's a challenge that um, healthcare is working through right now as well. Other issues I think are, you look at other insurance issues, it's white bagging, brown bagging. I think a lot of people have issues with that. Some states have passed a law forbidding white bagging. I also know Kentucky is working on some initiatives to try to do that. You know, the issue there is, you know, everybody knows they send you the drug directly from the manufacturer or the patient. You have all the risk of mixing it, preparing it, paying for your facility, your team, and all you get is a dispense fee. That's quite challenging for an organization, again, financially. That's kind of the reality we're at right now. So that's another challenge we're working on right now. Finally, I think COVID has affected everybody. You have staff out with COVID. Uh, you have people leaving the workforce because they don't want to be around COVID. So you have the vaccine mandate coming up, how to get people vaccinated is a requirement. That's another challenge for our staff. I think overall, our team has pulled together great in the last two years. Uh, we've had nursing, pharmacy, greeters, admission staff, everybody pulling together for our clinics, working our vaccine clinics, managers coming down and staffing it. So I think the only thing that's got us through this last two years, I think, is our great teamwork here at Oldsboro Health. You're listening to the Future Pharmacy Podcast. I'm your host, Ken Paris, joined today by Jason Collins of Owensboro Health. Now, Jason, I'm sure many of our folks listening here are experiencing a lot of the same challenges you have. So let's talk about technology. 
You've mentioned to me that the robot had been central to pharmacy operations for well over a decade. What was your process for developing that next generation vision for pharmacy operations? So we previously had a robot that was uh, produced by McKesson. And that robot was, was great for its time. We had it in our old hospital that we left in 2013. When we moved to our new facility, they had to decide, do we want to purchase a whole new robot or do we want to bring that previous robot to the new facility? You can imagine the um, workflow issues with that idea because you're basically taking weeks to take it down, weeks to reinstall it. So the whole time you're going to be doing a manual process. So when we came to the new facility in 2013, the organization decided to go ahead and purchase a whole new robot. So we had a brand new McKesson robot in 2013 at this facility. Over the years, like I said, it's done a great job. It did its purpose, but it was into life. So we had to reevaluate where we want to go from there. So we wanted a product that would help us continue growing when it comes to technology, but also provide safe environment for our, our patients and also help staff and reduce some of their stresses they have right now. So like any other organization, you know, we looked at several different options and evaluated who we thought would fit our need the best. And right now we currently use OmniCell for numerous things in our organization. We have automatic fitting cabinets to OmniCell, our carousels, that carousels in the pharmacy. Again, we're at McKesson, but they're OmniCell owned now. So we have a great working relationship with OmniCell. I think another thing that goes along with getting things like that approved is your teamwork. Our pharmacy has always been service oriented. The patients and our, our nurses are our main customers. Everything we do is about them. And by doing that, we work with a lot of different departments. Uh, our department's always been part of the team, part of the solution. And I think when your department is part of a solution and not problems, you seem to work well with leadership and they work well with you. So I think that relationship we've built over the years really helped us push the approval of this robot uh, over the finish line as well. So Jason, you talked about a new robot. So I'm curious about the XR2 system. How did it support your medication distribution model? So this robot has been great for our distribution model. As I mentioned before, we had two carousels. We still have two carousels. We had a robot. What we do here is our footprint here is not large enough to have all of our first doses coming from automatic dispensing cabinets in our facility due to the size of our cleaned rooms where our carousels are stored. So we do a cart fill approach. Uh, so this robot has been a great help because previously before this current robot, like I said, the robot pulled up 55% of our cart fill. The technicians were pulling up for about an hour and 45 minutes to two hours of manual pulls each night for cart fill. So with this new technology, we're only doing manual pulls for about 30 to 40 minutes a night. So that has definitely decreased their time sitting in front of a carousel, manually pulling out meds, someone having to check those meds and send those to the floor. Um, in addition to that checks, again, it's all about safety. So I'm pulling from the robot, it's all barcode scanned, a lot safer process, and also pull that checking piece out of it uh, routinely. So I think on cart fill, it's made a huge difference. Um, overall, the cart fill is being done at approximately the same time as with the old robot, but staff aren't having to be quite as involved. They're not having to babysit the robot as much. So they can be back there making IVs or delivering meds to the floor, dealing with cold carts or phone calls. So they're able for free to have to do other things during that time because they're not having to sit there and babysit the dispensing process of the robot the whole time. Uh, on day shift, Another huge advantage is our automatic dispensing cabinets. Um, our staff spends a lot of time previously pulling for our cabinets because uh, what we did was ours was set up with 
Carousel 1 was for first doses. Carousel 2 was for omni-cell pools. So with a new robot, about 50% of our omni-cell pools actually come from the robot as well. So that's a lot less manual pools for our automatic dispensing cabinets. The benefit also with the robot is when it pulls those automatic dispensing cabinets, we have it set up so it goes into a bagger system. So it takes the items, it puts it in a bag for the omni-cell, it seals the bag, and it prints which omni-cell it goes to. So basically, Texas grabs the bag, reads it where it goes, and goes up to the omni-cell. So we're not having to piece a bunch of stuff together. It's all bagged up in one bag. So I think that also improves the workflow for our day shift technicians as well. When we were virtually building the robot, what was going in this robot, we took our previous robot first and took what was in that robot to add to the new robot. After adding everything in to our new robot virtually, we we're only 40% full. So that's how much more this robot was able to hold compared to our previous robot. And then not only that, but also the different types of, of items it can hold. I mentioned earlier, you know, you have syringes now, vials, oral tablets, you have sleeves of tablets. So, so much more flexibility in what you can put in this robot, which allows it to pull so many more things for your staff throughout the day, night, or whatever hours that may be. Well, thanks for sharing about your change process. Very interesting. So what's been the impact so far of the technology and the approach that you chose? So far, I think it's gone extremely well. Our service technician has been a huge help here. She's constantly looking at reports and trying to optimize. Another impressive thing I found on sale is that we're continuing to meet every month afterwards. We're looking at how to optimize our robot, whether we need different types of trays. They've been very flexible working with us. The plan was we would tear down our old robot and put the new robot in the same footprint. The challenge with that is you're going to be doing manual processes for up to four to five weeks during that downtime, which anybody can imagine going from a robot to an all manual, especially on cart field, is quite challenging. A lot more work, people are stressed out, and when you get in those situations, you have increased risk of errors. So these were very large challenges. Omnicell worked with us. We actually had a team we worked with, and we kind of bounced our ideas off we thought what we would do with this process. They came back with suggestions. Their suggestions were right on and made a lot of sense. I think us working with them allowed us to make it through that downtime very safely and effectively. In addition, we had a concern originally because our go-live date was going to be the week after Thanksgiving. So you can imagine you're already asking staff to work extra on third shift to do cart field, all these things manually, and then you're going to ask people to work extra on a holiday weekend. That's, that's very challenging to get people to do. Omnicell actually worked with us and reworked our schedule and we were able to go live the weekend before Thanksgiving break. They moved up a week and a half and uh, got us live at that point and it went very smooth throughout the holidays. So that was another opportunity for us to work with Omnicell in a team approach. Well, those are impressive early results. So that's great to hear. Now, you've mentioned, Jason, that the shortage of pharmacy technicians was a particular challenge for Owensboro Health. How did you address that challenge as part of your technology decision? You look at the pharmacy service technician provided by OmniSale. Well, that's somebody running your robot 40 hours a week that you don't have to have your team member out there doing that. So originally we had one um, technician on each carousel. With this new robot, I haven't mentioned yet, but the new robot, you can put a lot of different types of packages in this robot. Previously, you had to repackage everything in a certain way to put in the old robot. So this one, you can put individual doses in it, you can put cards in it, you can put syringes, files. So it just really opens up the things you can add to this robot. 
And by doing that, it created less packaging, manual packaging processes for our team. Also, we use a third party to package some of our meds and we were able to get rid of that third party as well to save money from that aspect. So by doing that, you didn't need a packager eight hours a day. You also really didn't need two people on the carousels eight hours a day because the data we're looking at here shows that about 95% of our cart fill is now coming from our robot compared to 50% with our previous robot. We're not gonna say you wanna get rid of your staff, but what can we repurpose them for? What else can we use them for? What else can we do we weren't doing before? So one of our goals is to be more involved with MedRec from a technician aspect. So can you roll your technicians into that MedRec program? Um, that's one option. There's a lot of things you can do with those techs by freeing them up with this new robot, especially whenever your amount of spins from your robot is doubling from the previous robot. So I think that's very impactful for our, our conditions, but also it affects our pharmacists as well. By going from about 50, 55% of dispensers from the robot to 95, that's a lot less manual checks for pharmacists as well. So they're able to be freed up to do more clinical things that they were struggling to get done before more additional reviews of patient charts, more safety reviews, making sure everything's safe for the patient. So it's really opened up other doors for the pharmacist as well as the technician. So tell us more about the dispensing service. What does it include and why did that appeal to you? We go back to the beginning when we were talking about purchasing the robot and Omicell was originally doing that when they first came out this robot. But then they moved to the service agreement, which included technician. And their founding was, a lot of these facilities, when they purchase a robot, it's a lot of technology, a lot of moving parts. It's very complicated for someone to learn right off the bat, especially when you're trying to get a job done. So people were getting frustrated with that piece of it. So by having a service technician, that angel comes in already trained and ready to go, and they can help train other people in your department as well how to run it. But the experts there every day running that piece of equipment till you get familiar with it. So by doing that, I think it decreased a lot of headaches or frustration from staff right at the beginning. And everybody knows how it is. Once people get a bad taste in their mouth, it's hard to change that mindset and prove to them that, that things have improved. So by having that service technician, I think it able to get us off on a good note, help people feel comfortable with the robot and not get frustrated off the bat. So I think that that really helped change the mindset of what it could have been in our staff if we did not have that service. But also, I think the optimization. By then working daily to optimize the robot, it helps manage your inventory, maybe decrease your inventory up in stock. Uh, so I think that's also a major asset of having that service technician involved. So those are some very progressive and innovative ideas. How did you sell the dispensing service concept to your leadership team? So I think uh, part of the selling point is what I mentioned earlier, that by having a service technician that's fully experienced with this robot, it allows staff to be trained in a manner that decreases frustration but also a safe manner that things are being dispensed in a timely manner, getting to patients when needed instead of being delays because people are trying to figure out the robot or figure out any tweaks they may need to make or issues they're having. So I think, A, it's a safety issue, uh, having that service take care experience, not causing delays. I think, A, it's a um, morale improvement because people are in here knowing what they're doing and not getting frustrated because they're um, trying to figure out a new robot. I think those are some of the, the big selling points. Uh, Jason, you've been just very generous in your um, explanation of all the benefits of this new system. Of course, the proof of the pudding is the people in the trenches. So what's been the reaction of your pharmacy operations team to all this 
change? Well, this was a huge change, obviously, for our department. And it takes some time to get used to. You know, I'm not going to say everything was perfect because anytime you create change like this, there's going to be hiccups on the way and things you got to work out. The key is having a good team internally and a team you're working with to make those changes and fix those issues in a timely manner. We, we went live. We opened up a piece of the robot. We'd open the whole thing to certain benefits of the robot, maybe, or workflows, and slowly extended more pieces of that over a few days. I think our team was very appreciative of this whole process because not only do we have the service tech here, for the two weeks after we went live, Omni still had somebody in our facility in the pharmacy pretty much 24 hours a day helping our staff, making sure they understood the process, walking them through things, got their hands on the whole time. I think that really probably built confidence in our staff that always still is there for the right reasons to help us make sure this is effective, benefit to our department. So that was a very, very beneficial also. I think people are always hesitant with new technology. They're, they're scared to make mistakes. They're scared they don't know what, not, what they don't know. But I think over time, our staff has really appreciated the flexibility of this robot. For instance, when there is an issue with a robot, our previous robot, you're just down. This one, you can still work around it. So if one piece goes down, you, you can feel for a different part of the robot while that piece is being repaired. So typically, we have not even been down, fully down at all since the new robot went live. There may be a piece here and there, but for, for overall, we're still using the robot during that time. So I think our staff likes that redundancy built into it and the backup plan for downtime. So I do feel like uh, they've been very appreciative of it, even through all the change. Overall, I think it's been a very positive experience for them. Well, those are some great lessons learned, Jason, and an ideal way to close today's conversation. I want to thank our expert guest, Jason Collins of Owensboro Health, and we wish you, Jason, continued success. And I'd like to thank you, our listening audience, for joining us today. For the Future of Pharmacy podcast and for OmniCell, I'm Ken Perez. Thanks for listening. This has been the Future of Pharmacy podcast, featuring the innovators transforming medication management. Until next time, don't get stuck in the clouds. The Future of Pharmacy podcast is brought to you by OmniCell.